I think we're in this pretty intense spiritual battle right now, I really do. And it's a, a battle for our, our minds and our hearts and our souls. And, you know, this has been a slow erosion, I think, over decades um, into this weird <clears throat> space of um, up is down and, and like right is wrong and everything is completely backwards. It's just like a bizarre time to be alive. Stuff on social media like, hey, the sky is blue. And then they censor you and be like, no, the sky is green and you're racist. You know, it's like, no, that's that's really weird. Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back. You're listening to another episode of the Ancient Health Podcast. And I'm so excited about our guest today because he is a friend of the Health Institute and I've had the privilege of knowing him for several years and he's personally helped me transform my health. So I know that he's going to bring so much value to this conversation and hopefully to you and your personal situation. So Without further ado, Dr. Seth Gerlach is in the house with us today. He is a functional med doc. He's from St. Louis. He's a doctor of chiropractic. And he's also a health freedom warrior. He's like kind of been blazing the trail. You know, I think like you were the first person that we associated with cancel culture back in the day. Uh, but that being said, you're doing a lot of great things in bringing a voice to things that oftentimes are controversial, which I have an appreciation for. Um, but you're also not just scaring people, you are giving solutions for people to not only take their own health back, but ultimately be able to take control of their life and understand what it is that, um, that you know, the stuff that in life that sometimes we take for granted or we overlook and you kind of highlight and bring to the forefront some of those things that are important and uh, especially when it comes to raising a family. So thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Courtney. Always good to see you. Um, and it's great to be here and get to chat with all of your amazing people out there. I know we are missing our, our, you know, my counterpart here, Dr. Motley. So he sends his best. So if you're yeah, wondering, we, miss, we miss Motley for sure. Yeah, I know he's, uh, we're, we're, we're just like the dynamic duo kind of, but I, I'm going to hold it down for him and, uh, and he sends his best to you, but I want to go ahead and kick off the conversation with a little bit of your background. I think that it provides a lot of context into what you're doing today and the passion you have for educating other people. So can you bring us up to present day? Like, what is it that got you in your personal journey with your health that really made you start to question the narrative of conventional? medicine, how that impacted you, and ultimately what led you to where you are right now. Yeah. And this is, uh, I'll condense the story so you guys don't fall asleep out there. But uh, I feel like most people in the, um, the natural health space have some kind of transformation or shift or awakening that pushes them into this. And I haven't found a lot of people that wake up and like, hey, I want to like swim upstream against every single system in America and try to like be a natural health doc. It's just like not on the top of people's lists usually. So uh, I was a really active kid, played a bunch of sports outside all the time, you know, loved all the things. And I started having like terrible back pains and 
this was like searing back pains where I would be in bed and I was like 12 years old. You know, it's like, this is not normal for a little kid. So, you know, we, we um, knew this medical doctor. We tried to get some help from him. They took x-rays. Nothing's wrong with you. Take some muscle relaxers, go see a PT, you know, figure that stuff out. Um, so I got a little bit better, but you know, it was just, it was still an interesting situation. So I plowed through and a couple of years later, I started getting these headaches and they were starting to get really bad and progressed into these migraines. And I was like 15 or so. And again, we only knew conventional medicine. Like you, you're sick, you're hurt. You go see a doctor in a white lab coat and they'll fix you up. Or they'll give you a pill, a potion, they'll do something and you'll be better. That's just the way it is. So, um, we go to the doc they run some more tests. Hey, you're, everything's normal. We don't know what's going on. Take these other medications. Okay, shit. And life keeps on rolling. And I start getting like vertigo, which is intense dizziness and feels like the whole world's spinning around you. And at this point, we're freaking out a lot about like, do I have a brain tumor? Am I dying? What's going on? You know, because no one's putting these symptoms together. So we go back to the doc, we see a couple different docs, run some more tests. Everything's normal. Like, you're probably making it up. Are you just depressed? Seth, are you just depressed, really? Uh, so they put me on antidepressants. You know, I'm a teenager, so I'm on you know, multiple medications. And the depression meds kind of flip me into this like really low state of actual depression, anxiety. I started having really bad gut issues and I was in and out of the ER. And I remember just like waking up every day and feeling so bad, such bad brain fog, such bad fatigue. My whole body hurt. My gut was a wreck. Uh, I was just severely anxious and it was a just a incredible low point for me. And I remember one time like being in the shower and I laid there for like over an hour and be like, God, take me because I I cannot do this every single day for the rest of my life. And I was like, okay, I'm on five medications now. I'm 18. What's it gonna look like when I'm 30 or 40 or 60 at this rate? You know? And we've had no luck. I saw over a dozen conventional doctors and they ran every test under the sun that they could think of, right? Uh, CTs, MRIs, blood tests, ENGs. They did this thing where they like sprayed cold and hot water in my ear. I don't even know what it's called. I think they were just messing with me at that point. Um, and they're like, yeah, we can't figure you out. Um, so I had lost all hope, right? In conventional medicine. And I, I was like, I'm doomed. There's nothing that can be done for me. And you know, by the grace of God, through a friend of a friend, I got hooked up with this really great, doc in my area. And he was a chiropractor. We did functional medicine also. Brilliant guy. And um, he was talking to me like, hey, your body's meant to feel good. You're meant to thrive. And you know, God put you here for a purpose and you're not fulfilling it. And it really resonated with me because up until then, all I had heard was doom and gloom, right? You're just doomed. Take these medications forever. You're going to be sick forever. There's nothing you can do. It's out of your hands. It's genetics. It's whatever. And this guy is saying, no, no, you're meant to be healthy. You're meant to thrive and you can change it. And I was like, wow, that is wild. And, and from there, I mean, I started getting adjusted. My nutrition changed wildly. I mean, I was eating, I mean, guys, Mr. Pib and Cheetos and like bad Taco Bell. Like it was, it was rough, you know? So that didn't help. 
Uh, so change that. Uh, we ended up working on detox stuff, uh, uh, gut stuff later. But looking back, one of the biggest things that we ended up finding was I was exposed to quite a bit of mold. And if you don't know anything about mold, it really inflames your brain, your nervous system, completely throws off your gut, your immune system. And from there, like everything tanked in my body, right? My histamine was going crazy. I, I was, my brain was so inflamed. And then from there I had gut issues and I had other toxin issues and my hormones were just completely off. And once we started working all these things, I started to get better and better and better and better. And really that was, that's what pushed me into, man, if I can do this, other people can do this and they need to know about it. Because up until that point, I only knew this one side and I feel like that's where we're at, where so many people only know this one part of the health system. And it's just the conventional medical system. And it's only been around for a hundred years or so, but why are we using all these things that have been around for thousands of years that have literally healed people forever and ever and ever, you know? So that's where I completely lost faith in conventional medicine. They essentially left me for dead. I um, found this new hope and healing and restoration turn my life completely around. And now I get to do that every day with other people. And it's, it's pretty incredible to watch the changes in people. Yeah. I think what's important or what really stands out to me too, is like the point where your belief system too had to be addressed and, and changed because I imagine, especially being really young, that you really just you, you the only perspective you have is the experience that you have lived up to and when you're that young you don't have that much experience so you're just going off of the here and now and so how, really how did you access kind of this like okay here's somebody that's telling me there's a different way and really having the belief system that like yeah my body can do it because we do know that there's so much behind mindset and this belief that your body has the capacity to feel well Maybe you have to borrow that off of somebody else and just say, you know what, I'm willing to take a risk on it. But there are probably a number of people listening that are like, I have exhausted everything. And, you know, I just don't really know that anything's going to move the needle. Like, why do I keep investing? Why do I keep trusting people when I keep getting let down? Yeah. I mean, um, I think it's divine, but I think there's also, for me, I was so, I had such little hope for the future. That I was like, okay, anything you got, you know, anything you got, I'm doing, man, at this point. So I think a lot of people are driven by that, where um, the fear of being in pain, discomfort, and sickness is a big driver for people um, to get out of that. And they'll look for other ways. And it's unfortunate, right? We want people to seek things out before they get to that place. But that's just the nature of, of human beings, I think. You know, I I'm before that I was inherently skeptical of other things and authority figures. So I think it just drove me even further that way into, you know what? I'm gonna do this myself. Like, yeah, I don't need you guys. So I'll figure this out. And part of it was I think I wanted to prove them wrong, you know? Like, yeah. hey, I'll show you. I will show you I don't need medications. I'll show you I will be healthier. I, I will turn my life around. So that was a driving factor too. Looking back, it's probably not the best thing to like, <laughs> you know, move from like hatred <laughs> like that and move out of love instead. But hey, it was a good motivating factor and I've since let that go. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I, that's funny. Uh, so 
Here's something too, now that I'm starting to think about it. What can be paralyzing for some people, I think, is that when you start to open your mind up to other possibilities or other approaches to healing your body, sometimes people will straddle the line between conventional medicine and more and a more holistic approach. And the problem is that they are in complete opposition. The way that they view the body is, is in complete polarity with the other. So if you're going back and forth, it's like, you're going to have one doctor tell you, well, that's not going to work. And then, so you're kind of caught in the crosshairs. Is there a place for both to coexist? Because I will have people tell me, you know, well, I pay into insurance and I have, you know, I like, I can only afford the healthcare that I'm kind of forced to use because that's how the model is set up. So they're, they're concerned about, well, if I go a functional medicine approach and I'm out of pocket for all of this in the most part, like, People are trying to figure out how they can fit certain things in, but I see that kind of setting them up for failure. Do you think that there's a place? How do you personally, maybe this is a better way to position the question. How do you and your family, how do you approach conventional medicine now, knowing what you know? Where does it fit in? Does it even have a place? I think it's place, my opinion, is emergency care. Um, they're they can be great at that, you know, break your leg, break your arm uh severe staph infection uh stuff like that awesome guys like do it uh any anything besides that really i'm trying to think um i have a hard time justifying people dipping their toe in unless their doc is really well versed with how the body works and that's the thing like if you look back at curriculum right so let's just say so i went to chiropractic school Chiropractic school and med school are very similar the first two years. We learn almost the exact same things, anatomy, physiology, you know, uh, biology, chemistry, biochemistry, the basics of the body. And then we branch off and go into more um, uh, neurology, so the nervous system, nutrition, natural modalities, and they break off and go all pharmaceuticals. So when people go and ask their doc, hey, what should I eat? It's like going to a, a plumber and say, how do you, Hey, how do you put these wires together? It's like, no, they, they don't learn that, right? That's not their skill set. So I think I've had a lot of patients and it, it is like the patients that still have one foot in it and we're trying to bring them over here. It's like, well, I asked my doc about that and they said no. And I'm like, okay, well, here's the thing. Like it's up to you. So what what's in your heart and what you feel right you need to go with so if it's if it's them awesome if it's this way great but you can't do both right you can't second guess everything both ways and and have great um expanding health it's just it's just not not possible so that it just goes into too you like i i've studied quite a bit on like mold and lime and um, gut issues and things like that that's what i love other things I will, I will say, Hey, go see this doc. Cause that's their specialty, you know? Um, and conventional docs, man, it's, it's not them. These conventional docs can be great people. They can be very smart too. It's the education that they were given and the system that they're in does not reward them to spend an hour with people, figure yeah. out their biggest stressors, their emotions, their diet, their lifestyle, their sleep, their circadian rhythm, their past, their toxin exposures, and then help them through that. It's, hey, come in. We have six minutes now. What pill can I give you? And then schedule for the next six months. 
Um, and that's just the nature of the system right now. Yeah, that's a that's really interesting because I don't know that we've ever really fully addressed that on the podcast. Like I think that we're always looking for, you know, we always have different experts that can speak to different areas. And so sometimes for some people, if they're like, well, maybe I suspect mold, they'll go find somebody for mold expert. But I think when we talk about preventative care, we kind of are like, well, we'll just use the conventional system while it's there because it's baked into our life. And then if things really get bad and I don't feel like I'm getting a solution there, then I'll look for other options. And I think that it can really cost you a lot of time. And unfortunately, in that, your health can progress in a negative way. Like You can really start to develop chronic disease patterns that are going to take you a lot longer to dig your way out of. So I mean, personally, I don't even use a pediatrician. So, and I know that that may like scare some parents, but, and it honestly did, you know, years ago, I was like, well, yeah, of course you have to have a pediatrician. Like that's your child. Like they need somebody. But now, you know, I have Marley who is over one. She's never seen a doctor like a day in her life. I do everything for her at home and she sees a chiropractor and I have, you know, other friends in the natural health space. Like I'll just, you know, DIY her health and she's fine. Like she doesn't need well checked. She doesn't, she doesn't need any. In fact, she's the healthiest out of all three of them. And, you know, I was at home full time with the other two. Like, and it was like, it was just an absolute rabbit trip. Like it was like one thing led to another. It was like a whole domino effect of symptoms. Like one kid would get sick, then the next kid would get sick. And then ear infections recurring over and over. So I think you just have to look at the patterns of your life too and be like, has this served me in the past? Because maybe potentially stepping back from it, which may be somewhat scary for a parent, I think could actually result in a positive health outcome for your child if you just allow their body to do the work. And even if you just learn a little bit yourself along the way too. So I want to ask this, when when you have a new patient that comes to see you, I want to get into your brain and unpack where you start with a lot of people, because this will probably shed light on the things that are probably the most alarming pieces to health right now. Because right now, it looks looks a lot different today than it did even 10 years ago. So when somebody comes to see you, where are like, what are the big pieces that you're like, I've got to, I need to know these things because it's going to determine what we tackle first. Yeah, great question. Um, I do want to cover the conventional medicine thing one more time. I'm going to beat the dead horse <laughs> one more time. Let's go there. Um, Let's do it. Is what I find more and more and more is at its root, and again, it's not the docs; it's the system as a whole. When people come in, they are like, "Hey, I just came from my doc," and it's fear and shame and guilt, and the the system is using those things to manipulate people into making decisions. You have cancer. If you don't do this, you're going to die. You're not going to be around for your kids. You must do chemo. Wow, you're not going to vaccinate your kid. Do you not care about your kid? Do you just want your kid to die? You must do this. You know, you want your blood pressure to just go through the roof and you stroke out. You must take this medication. And I find at the root of it, it's such, you know, it's so driven by those emotions. And I'm not a fan of that. I want people to make decisions based on that's, you know, they feel it in their heart and it it resonates with them and they're at peace about it. So I'm like, if you don't work with me, that's okay. But I want you to have peace about your health decision. I would never force you into doing anything ever. This is your life, your health. But when you take a step back and look at, 
these two polarity of the systems here because man, they are opposite and it's more glaring than ever. If you look at the force jabs and the censorship and all this stuff versus, hey, we want you to be healthy and vibrant and live and make your own health decisions based on yourself and your family. So that's, I wanted to add that in because it's a very important piece okay. for people where you should never feel forced to do any kind of medical treatment or therapy. Okay. Um, that kind of ties when people come in though, because I like to throw out a very wide net and ask questions that many docs haven't because we're looking for answers that many docs haven't achieved yet with them. And when I work with people, it's really, we want to walk alongside them and help be a detective a little bit and maybe see um, some blind spots that they can't recognize. It's not, Hey, I'm a doc in a white lab coat and I'm telling you what to do. It's, Hey, let's figure this out together. And then let's help educate you. So you know how to do this stuff. So you don't have to keep coming back and then you can show your family and then you can show other people how to do this. That's what I want. But when people come in, we're, we're asking questions and I, I always start with um, a timeline from when they're in the womb up until now. A lot of this stuff too can go back generations though, when we're looking at especially emotional stuff converting to today. So sometimes I'll even ask people, okay, before we get into that, any like crazy stuff happened in your family? Like, you know, an aunt, a grandma committed suicide or had to like war trauma, severe poverty, loss, death, things like that. And they're like, oh my God, yeah. My grandma was uh, in a concentration camp or something like that, you know? And I, okay, note that. How was mom's health when you were in the womb? Oh my gosh, mom was really stressed and she divorced my dad and it was this big thing and she didn't have enough food to eat. And I said, okay, wow, take a note. And then those first seven years of life are gigantic in shaping people's subconscious brain, their lens, the way they see the world, their thoughts, habits, actions, and patterns. Um, so we look at that age and I really try to dial that in with people and say, do you remember anything when you were a kid, anything stick out to you, any stressful times, any, they, any illnesses. And they're like, oh yeah, I remember I was sick a lot. And when I was sick, my mom would really, you know, dote on me and pay attention to me. Oh, wow. I wonder if we're repeating these same patterns, you know, or when we grew up, you know, we ate just a, a lot. Of, we ate out a lot or a lot of processed foods. Okay. Noted. So all of these things we're trying to put together, put together pieces of this puzzle. We're at the end we have somewhat of a picture. It's like, okay, this is a little clear. We're thinking this. We're thinking your um, microbiome is off because of all the processed foods you ate when you were young. Or we think your nervous system's primed to go into fight or flight because of what happened when you were in the womb with mom, you know? And then, of course, I go into toxic exposures. This is very big. I think toxins and emotions are some of the biggest things that affect people today. Um, spoiler alert. There you go. Um, so toxic exposures. Um, so 85% of homes and buildings have had water damage and mold. So chances are people that come to see me have had some kind of mold exposure. Can they get rid of it? Who knows? So we try to figure that out. Have you had any kind of pipe leaks, roof leaks, foundation leaks, basement leaks in your home, any kind of musty smell, anything you've been around at home or work that you kind of feel weird? Um, any trips you've taken out of the country where you got sick? Um, yeah. Do you, do you feel different when you leave your home for a week? Do you feel better? What kind of fragrances are you putting? What stuff are you putting on your body? 
And of course we're going through diet. And then I asked them, um, what are your, like, describe me or describe yourself. Tell me and like in your words, in a couple of sentences, describe yourself. And people are like, Oh, I don't know. And it really stumps them, you know? And, um, the answers are really wild when they start talking about that. You know, I'm chill or I'm uptight. I mean, whatever. And I start getting deeper. I'm like, okay, what are your top three emotions right now? And they're like, oh, I haven't thought about that. Um, I'm overwhelmed. Um, I am stuck. I am anxious. I can't, like those three are big ones. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, so I understand where they're at. What's the biggest stressor in your life right now? Oh my gosh, my job. My job stresses me out to no end. Or my in-laws, you know, or my health or the world. And then we see what's stressing them out. Okay. What are you doing to combat that stress? How are you, you know, unplugging? How are you shutting your brain down? How are you doing these things? And 99% of people say, I don't do anything. I don't do anything for the for the stress or anything like that. So those are some of the big things that I hit with people. Toxic exposures, emotions, generational trauma type stuff, nutrition, and then, um, yeah, have you ever had weird bug bites, ticks, stuff like that? Yeah. And uh, we'll answer other questions like the type of water they drink, of course. Are they sleeping? What's their exercise routine? By the end of that time, it's like, wow, that was that was a lot, you know? And But it, it's hard because not a lot of docs do that with people. So yeah. it's how do you know the full picture about how to help someone if they come in for a seven minute visit and they're like, I'm depressed and you give them a pill, but you didn't realize that they hate their job, you know, and the thing they're doing 50 hours a week is sucking their soul, you know, or people come in and let's say they, um, they have, you know, memory issues and brain fog, but they're living in a house full of mold and you miss that. So there's like these big things that I want to make sure. And if I can't address them, I, I maybe I can hook them up with other people. But yeah. I think we're pretty good at figuring out those things about where what's keeping people sunk down. Yeah. I mean, sounds like just like your normal doctor's visit, right? Right. <laughs> Going through your birth traumas and, you know, what... I, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes maybe you see this with your patients. I know when I used to work with clients, uh, a lot of times just probing and asking these questions because we don't generally ever stop as adults. Like we're not really analyzing or assessing where we've been. Like we're just trying to solve the problem that's in front of us, the fire that's around us right now, because there's just too many things. Like there's just so much that so many responsibilities that we all have. And so having enough emotional capacity to start unpacking decades of experiences, it's like so overwhelming to think about. I mean, this is why going to therapy can be so helpful. Half the time, it's not even what the therapist is telling you. It's the fact that you now sat down and you have somebody asking you the right questions and you're having to go back and you're having to like relive and process things that you probably didn't handle emotionally. You didn't emotionally process them at the time. And so it's just been building and building and building. And now you live with debilitating anxiety. And it's like, 
you know, what do I do with that? But you don't realize that there's all these things you've just been kicking down the line and it's all compounded now to what you're experiencing and feeling. So I think that even doing this, would you suggest to a lot of people like maybe just setting aside some time? Cause right now we're recording this is towards the end of the year. And I was just thinking about this this weekend. I think it's such a valuable practice to ask yourself some of these questions. Now you may not know, and you may not even have the capacity to like, I mean, sometimes there are some real suppressed emotions that like, you may need some, you may need some support and help to like get there. But I think for the most part, if we took the time and we really started to evaluate some of the choices that we made, the byproduct of those choices, why we did it, what we felt when we made those, like, it really starts to become revealing, you know, and and th- that's that's where you can start to break free from some heavy weights in your life that you just unknowingly are carrying. And I see that being such a struggle for people, and it and it results in physical symptoms. Like you feel like maybe it's just a, a mental lift, but it's really not because it all impacts your physiology. So, are there practices that you do personally that you feel like, gosh, this really helps me? make sure that i'm not like carrying something 10 years from now that i'm that i'm just you know unwill- unknowingly right now just not processing because i'm unwilling to go there like what is it that somebody can do from home that maybe if they don't have access to somebody that's like would be beneficial for them long term for their health if they were to start these practices now there's a lot um and i've worked with so many people over the years and there's there's layers and layers of this these things and i think you know growing up i wasn't taught to like <clears throat> how to how to like recognize an emotion and why it's there and then how to let it pass so it's like all this stuff can build up i think i think we're supposed to be vessels for emotions feel it let it go but i feel like so many people it's just we we bottle it up and it gets trapped <laughs> stuck right courtney um but uh, I don't know why you're calling me out. <laughs> I just we I know we both just like I, every there's yeah. so much in the world, you know. And I say yeah. this for me myself, where it's like I get overwhelmed with like if I tune into the news, and it's like, hey, I've got patients over here, I've got family at home, news here. I get completely bogged down, overwhelmed, you know. So I have to have outlets. And uh, for me, that's like, I go in the woods and like, I disappear from humanity for a while. And that really helps me. I like offload people's energy and I feel good. But even if you're at home, I think it's taking inventory of your like your um, emotions throughout the day. And journaling is a good way to do that. I feel like for most people and it's like, Hey, today I'm feeling, you know, frustrated and ask yourself why. And going through these layers of why can really help you. Why am I frustrated? Uh, my kid did this. Okay, but what's at the root of that? Why Why is that? Well, I um, I felt, you know, uh, disrespected. Okay, why is disrespect a big thing? And you can keep asking yourself these questions and just sit with it for a little bit. That's a good way to start chipping away at a lot of the stuff. Um, another one I find is people don't have times of silence and it's really scary for a lot of people but if you allocate just a little bit of time to just sit and be a lot of stuff will come up i think that's why a lot of people are scared of that but allow it to come up 
and then take note of that and um, just breathe through um, whatever comes up. But that's that's kind of indication as to what you're holding on to. And those are just a couple, you know, quick, easy things you can do at home to kind of move some of this stuff. Um, breathing is a great way to move energy. So if you really know how to use your diaphragm, your belly to to really get great breaths, you can move energy and emotions while you do this too. Yeah, that's good. I just heard something yesterday. It was a sermon on patterns and I was like, my mind is, is, I need to re-listen to it. It was that good. But it was really talking about how we all operate in rhythms of patterns. And so if you don't ever understand your own patterns and we have them around everything, but if you don't even know them, how will you ever change them? You will never experience a different outcome if you don't change the patterns. And to change the patterns, you have to get a little uncomfortable. You have to do things. You have to create new habits, new behaviors that are different from what you're used to doing. And so I think that that's really the premise of staying in a place of growth, right? Growth and healing. You've got to be able to always evaluate what you're currently doing because if it's not serving this next version of you and it's not serving a healed version of you, then you're going to fall right back into forms in places of disease. You're going to fall right back into the symptoms that you have. And I think that a lot of times we just are constantly doing things and we're thinking that, well, we're doing it from a place of fear of of maybe landing back where we used to be. And that's a whole other thing. We won't even dip into that. But I just think that this evaluation... Don't overlook it. It can seem like, okay, well, I'm not actually doing anything. Like I'm one of those people, if I'm not like lifting the heaviest weight in the gym, I'm like, what am I even doing? This is a waste of time, you know? And that's a terrible mindset because I feel like I have to be crushing myself. I have to feel something. I have to feel pain. Like sometimes you need to sit still, like you said, and like the stillness is going to create space for things to come up that you can. And I'm like, I want to feel it. I want to, I need to, you know, it needs to be like a tangible in my life for it to feel productive. And sometimes that's a limiting, you know, that that's something that I have to address, but maybe it is for you too. So think about that. Think about the patterns in your life and really start to create some space to evaluate them so that you can change them. Um, I want can I, to can I add something. Yeah, 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 totally. And I think that's uh, living with intention is what I call that. And um, take some, and Dr. Axe is amazing at this. He's probably like the best person in the world who does this. And he got us onto this, um, not just in business, but everything in your life. And you can do this for your relationships, um, your spiritual life, your health, your finances, every single thing. And stop, turn everything off, take inventory where you're at. Are you where you want to be there? Okay, what's not working? So what do you need to stop? What can you keep? And then what do you need to start and implement new? Um, and a lot of times people, they jump in like health or something else and they want to add a bunch of stuff. But you first, usually you have to take away things. And that's how you know energy works too. You can't expect a lot of goodness if you don't let go of a lot of old stuff you don't need anymore. Mm. There's just yeah. no room. You can't fit more stuff in your in your bag, right? You have yeah. to let go of the heavy stuff that you don't need anymore to make room for amazing abundance and health, longevity, and all the great things. Yeah, that's such a good point. I love that start, stop, keep exercise. So it's really good. Yeah. We'll put that, I'll put that in the show notes for you so you can remember to come back to it. But it is so simple. It's a it's a great exercise and you can apply it to so many different areas in your life. You could apply it to your relationships, to your finances, to your job, to your kids, all of the above. And it's so simple, but it'll really get you thinking 
about what it is that you are doing. Because if you're really frustrated with where you are, you might be doing things or hanging on to things that are the very thing preventing you from achieving what it is that you desire. So, okay. You are kind of like the person that I go to for all like relevant news. Like it's if something is changing in the world, which it always is, like moment to moment. But I feel like you more than anybody have a finger on the pulse when it comes to just the reality of the picture of where we're at. And that's like that is like the most vague way of of saying like we're I mean we could talk about big world problems we could talk about money problems but what I'd love your take on because this could be valuable for me but I know for somebody listening is you know what is it that you're seeing what are the patterns that you're seeing right now that to you are red flags they're alarming they're pieces that you're like these are non negotiables people have to be aware of this they have to be putting intentional effort towards this because if you don't like this is going to become a runaway train like this is going to impact you in a negative way. So as far as our physical bodies and health and you can go beyond that too, what are you seeing that you're like this is a pattern this this didn't exist before and I'm seeing it and it's it's very alarming it's something that we need to be paying attention to. Yeah, so I think um just health in general, we'll start there. I think we're in this pretty intense spiritual battle right now, I really do. And it's a, a battle for our, our minds and our hearts and our souls. And, you know, this has been a slow erosion, I think, over decades um, into this weird <clears throat> space of um, up is down and and like right is wrong and everything is completely backwards. It's just like a bizarre time to be alive when it's like, we'll stay, stay stuff on social media, like, Hey, the sky is blue. And then they censor you and be like, no, the sky is green and you're racist. You know, it's like, no, that's, that's really weird. Um, but I feel like on from every Avenue from like social media, um, big, uh, let's say mainstream medium, all it's all fear all the time. It's fear, hate, and division. And it's really easy to get sucked down into that vibration, right? Because it's, we see so much of it. And that's another thing too, as taking intentional time away from this quote unquote real world and getting back to just being and living. I, I do so much better if I, I just did like a 10 day social media fast and it was like some of the best times of my life. It was just incredible. And it took days for my brain to like unwind and slow back down again. It's really okay. wild because it's programmed for a quick hit dopamine, keep you enthralled, keep you in fear. So that's a big thing that I think if people can break free from um, the news cycle, you know, trying to keep up with other people type thing, that is so huge today. This materialistic, like some of the stuff on social media, like makes me just physically ill, you know, like, it's hard for me to, to like show up on social media and not talk about the stuff that's on my heart, you know, and the people suffering and the corruption in the world and stuff like that. And other people are like, Oh my God, I just got this new lip gloss. Check this out. And it's like, Oh, I, I really just like, I can't resonate with that. You know, as the, so you did it, you didn't like my post about, um, <laughs> It's like eyebrow, like, no, you do a great job of mixing all the good stuff in. 
and you're authentic. Authenticity, I think, is breaking through because I think so much in this world right now, I I do think like, yes, it's very dark, but I do think we are moving towards, you know, uncovering all this stuff with amazing light as well. And I think everyone has the light within them. And I yeah. think what we need to do is just remember that. And remember, we're not against one another. We're here to love one another. Um, so that's a, a huge thing for health is people are so stressed and they're so caught in this division and stress and things like that, that their health suffers drastically. Um, as far as other things, I think, you know, hopefully we're past the point of the forced medical experiments, but who knows? That's a big one. But I mean, for that one, I say like, hey, do your research. Um, there's amazing resources and there's so much stuff coming out every day about that right now. We don't have to get into that. Um, and uh, like the basic stuff, I mean, food is food is fake. Media is fake. <laughs> I mean, everything's fake right now. Everything's so I think that's another thing too. But um, hmm. those are the biggest things. And then like, I, I think there's a big... I've interviewed a lot of people on my podcast about the financial system having a big change coming up the next couple of years. And it's like, everything's trending that way. So being prepared in, in that regard too, if you want to go down the rabbit hole into that, um, that's one thing that I'm looking at also in terms of, Hey, it looks like everything's going digital. You might want to know about that. So you can prepare accordingly if that's something you want to do. So that's a big, a big thing too. I'm relying on you for that. So <laughs> hey, I'm gonna be everyone like, posted. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, I think I think the cool thing though is I think people trust like media uh less and less every day. Yeah. I think the trust in conventional medicine is waning every day. Mm -hmm. I think um the trust in these these conventional systems that we've set up, right? Where, you know, uh, conventional medicine is like, hey, doctor is up here and you're just a peon down here. They tell you what to do. Con uh, conventional media is, hey, these are the six corporations that will tell you the news and you're just going to listen. Um, conventional government is, hey, we're going to do whatever we want and tax you and <laughs> lie to you, but you have to take it. And um, I think all those systems are starting to crumble because people are like, dude, what? that doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's a, one thing for me that's exciting. Yeah. I think taking radical responsibility in all areas of your life is just, that's just a must at this point. And so if you don't know about certain things and certain areas maybe scare you because you think like, I know nothing about that. Like when it comes to all of the financial world, I just want to go crawl under a rock and disappear because I, one, it's, it's, that's not, I, I hate numbers. Like I hate money. I don't, I don't like, I just don't, I don't want it, but it's, you know, I'm an adult and I have to, I have to, I can't just run from that and just be like, Oh, well, no, thank you. I'll, I'll just be interested in the things that make me feel comfortable. And that makes me feel uncomfortable. And there's a lot of things, you know, reasons why, but that being and said, yeah. And that's part of the the Rockefeller education system. If you look back yeah. at so John D. Rockefeller has shaped, helped shaped, as as many other people, shaped the conventional education system, which is another, yeah. you know, uh uh pillar of this can these conventional systems that have 
kept people kind of in the dark for almost a hundred years, right? Where we don't learn about numbers. We don't learn about how, how taxes work and how to be an entrepreneur and how to be self-reliant. We learn how to memorize things and then get a job and pay yeah. taxes. And essentially that's it. So sorry to interrupt you there, but I thought that was... No, I, that, yeah, it's a really good point. We, we were just talking about that, I think like over Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was. And I was talking to my brother-in-laws about the Rockefellers and like how the whole education system is built to train workers. Like it's not to train people to be free thinkers, to solve problems outside of the box. Like it's to train people to be a worker, to be able to get up, do what you need to do so that you can have, you know, a paycheck after they take, you know, an exorbitant amount. And like, here's your pittance that you get to live on and don't ask questions, you know, otherwise you may lose everything. And this is how you're going to be able to live comfortably. So yeah, you know, just your, just your average Thanksgiving dinner conversation. I love it. But you know, I, uh, subscribe to the girl math model. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh, tell me more. Oh, I don't even I don't even feel like this is going to just really take the conversation to a shallow level. If if you're listening and you're like laughing, it's because you've seen all of the like Instagram. I think it kind of went viral on TikTok, which I'm not on TikTok, but I had people send it to me and it's like the girl goes into Target and she's like just throwing all this like random stuff in. It's like I came in for toilet paper or whatever. And then like there's like all these like random like house decorations. And it's like, this is girl math. Like I, I, you know, like one plus one equals eight. Like it just right. so anyway, it's basically just justifying a shopaholic's tendencies to continue to consume more than they need, which is sometimes a problem for me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> At least I'm aware of it. You know, I'm working through it. That is one of my goals for 2024. So someone can just hold me accountable to that. You yeah. know, that's great. Living with intention. So first you're you're seeing your patterns. So it's good. Yeah. It's a little scary. Sometimes I'm just like, I want to throw up. I want to like not look, but then it's like, okay, we need to go there. Anyway. So okay. I want to ask you about what it is that you feel like right now for a parent. So if you are a parent and you have a child, what is it that you should be looking out for? Or what is it that you feel like you should be prioritizing in your child? And this could be like detoxification related or... I mean, I just feel like raising kids right now is not... It's not what it used to be. And I have a lot of questions about what I'm doing. And this is this is what I get to do every day is consume information and try and filter it and organize it in a way that's practical and apl- and has what is it applicable? Yes, there's the yeah, word. You got it. So, what is it that you could encourage a parent with today that maybe has a child that even has some behavioral issues or maybe they have some symptoms or they've got they've got some things that they're just like gosh, this doesn't seem normal for a child to have. Like how would you empower them or what is it that they could be incorporating that you feel like for for most children it would benefit their health? And I I mean this is like a very large question, but you can take it however you want. I just feel like it is, it is, there's a lot of fear around making decisions for children. And, but there's also a lot of power that the parents hold because you are advocating for your child. Like they're not the ones choosing a lot of this. So where is it that you would suggest parents go? Maybe it's preventative. Maybe it's seeing somebody, I don't know, but I just want to get your take on that. And so I think um, we have this amazing opportunity and role as parents to help shape your children's future 
as well as many generations after them. And that I take that very seriously. And I feel like it's a big task. So, um, but I don't get scared. I, I don't get in fear about that. Uh, and I think I read this book called How to Raise a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Doctor. And it was written by the pediatrician. It's an amazing book. And, um, but I think children can be very resilient health-wise given they have the foundations right. So with no matter with kids, I always start with foundations. Like many okay, times you don't, yeah. So if, if someone comes to me with like, Hey, my kid's doing X, Y, and Z, or I'm, I'm struggling with this, or I just want to know about this. Okay. Are they getting enough sleep? Many times kids are not getting enough sleep. Like they're staying up late um, and they're not getting enough. So look at like sleep charts and see for the age, how many hours, and you'd be probably surprised your kid probably needs more sleep. That's a big one. Um, and then from that, um, nutrition, like, of course, what are they eating? There's so much crap in our food today and our food supplies changed more in the past 60 years than it has in the previous 6,000 years. All of the stuff that we're pumping into our food today is just like, it's food-like products. So that's a big piece too. What are, what are your kids nourishing their bodies with? So you have to take a look at that. And like, don't keep crap in the house. Like, that's just a big thing. Like, yeah. in order to not have the battles, don't have the stuff there to have the battles over. So I think that's a big piece too. And I know you do a great job of like, you know, giving your kid great, you know, nutritious, we want nutrient dense foods, foods that will supply them not a lot of nutrients, like processed foods, they're nutrient poor, they're nutrient deprived, they can actually rob you of nutrients and foods that are anti-inflammatory. So that's what we're looking for. Basic type stuff. Um, and then for me, I'm looking at to depend on the age of the kid. Screen time is a is big, man, for a lot of kids. And um for, for us, what I try to do is I'll allow like an iPad with a few games, no Wi-Fi for my kid if we're doing like a long travel day. And that's really it right now. I don't want to go down the route of like EMFs. Um, and like zero to seven, that's when you're programming your subconscious brain. That's when kids need to be out playing and in this imaginative state and being creative. That's how they build that. If you just slap a screen in front of a kid from zero to seven, they do not learn how to be imaginative, use their mind and be creative. It is literally just shut down um, because their brain absorbs so much at that young age. So they are absorbing all of that and think of that like crowding out their, their imagination. And it, it, oh, it hurts me. It hurts my soul to see kids just on iPads all day, or even in school, like they're giving kids like tablets all day to like play. It's like the heck they should be running around and like jumping in mud and getting dirty and playing. I feel like I'm such an old school, you know, advocate for kids. I, I really feel like movement is very big for kids. So sleeping, nutrition, movement, and avoiding just some of the harmful things. Are they doing that? Start there. That's that's basic yeah. stuff. And then two would be like, are they exposed to anything crazy? So I've had a lot of kids in my practice with mold issues. Um, maybe it's because like that was my story and I just attract that. But um, yeah, if your kids are having, are they starting to have health issues and you hit the foundations and still nothing's there. Okay. Is there anything in their environment? 
So they're at home, probably mostly home and school. So what can you play detective with and see are they exposed to anything? What kind of water are they drinking? Make sure they're drinking filtered water. Um, just easy, simple things like that. And then if after that, if you're still stuck, I would reach out to, you know, someone who specializes in kids, I would say, because they may need some specialized like detox. Um, gut is really big too. Um, for a lot of kids, I love running organic acids on kids and seeing do they have fungal overgrowth, clostridia. Do they have, you know, oxalates from mold? Uh, is their mitochondria shot? Things like, is their brain inflamed? So yeah. you can tell a lot from that. It's a urine test. It's very simple. Um, but they may need a little bit more one-on-one support if that's the case. And, you know, really, um, one more point on kids, then I'll pass it back to you. When kids are in the womb and with their mother, you're starting to formulate this microbiome and then going through the vaginal canal, you're, they're bathed in this great, again, uh, another injection of good bacteria. And then when they're breastfed, another good injection of bacteria and, you know, zero to two is all you have to kind of set that microbiome. So it's imperative at that point that you're doing all the things that builds their gut up. So you're avoiding sugars as much as you can. You're avoiding antibiotics a hundred percent if, if possible. Um, because man, you're, you're setting the stage for the rest of their life for their microbiome. It's imperative there. Um, and one other thing too, I would say, as far as like you were, we were talking about earlier, like well visits and pediatricians, things like that. I, I, we don't have a pediatrician for our kid. Um, I, I really don't see the need and this is not a knock to pediatricians, but like if you're hitting the foundations and nothing's like big, I don't see the need for it. Um, I'm not a big fan of shots. I haven't been for a while. I've seen so many shot injured kids in my practice that it breaks my heart. Yeah. Uh, and I've done so much research that I literally can't go back into that world. I am just so far out of it yeah. that, um, yeah, but I, if you want to, I would say there are so many resources right now. You can't go on Google. You can't go on DuckDuckGo even because everything's hidden. But if yeah. you look for certain books, there is a new book that came out from RFK, um, Vax Unvaxed, and they do, it's the comparative studies. And there's over 80 studies that show kids that have had shots versus kids that have not had shots. And it's mind blowing. If you get into it, there's another uh, Miller's review, 400 studies. And he walks through 400 studies that show detrimental effects of these shots too. So do your own research again. This is not a fear thing to say, do this or don't do this. Do your own research. And if you do hours of research and you're still at the conclusion, Hey, I, I think it's in my child's best option to still give them shots. Okay. But inform yourself first. Yeah. I promise you, you will not regret that. Yeah. I have that book, um, the RFK one. And, uh, and it is, I mean, you just can't, you can't argue the evidence. And so I think that when you see it, you can't unsee it. And there's, you know, so you can draw your own conclusions, but again, it's, and I think that it is really valuable for parents to do that. So if you are even considering having a family, knowing that like, that's some, that's an area you may want to spend some time, you know, if you're, if you're, 
planning on having children, like that is a question you're going to be faced with and you're going to have to stand behind it more than one time. So you're going to get asked and whether you, I mean, I had Marley at a birthing center and it's very holistic, very natural. And like, they even still ask me and like, they, they don't push any of that, but it's like, you, you do, you need to feel conviction in where you stand on those things. Otherwise you're going to get backed into a corner, especially if you're in a hospital. I mean, they're going to that talk about fear and pressure. Like you're going to feel responsible for carrying the weight of everyone's health on your shoulders if you don't do something. And so in a moment, you may all of a sudden, if you don't, if you haven't done that legwork to really support where you stand, you may find that you buckle on things because you just haven't done some of the research and and feel fully um, invested in the answer and kind of where you landed on that. So that's also really important. And And like, I think you're a great resource too, because you bring a lot of this stuff kind of you know, you expose a lot of it, which I know has its consequences <laughs> as you oh, have yeah. learned. But um, it's, you know, I I am, uh, you know, I'm very proud that like there are people like you that kind of do put a voice to that, knowing the risk behind it. Um, and a lot of the, the, yeah, the backlash. I mean, that, that's a, let me tell you, you got to have some thick skin because I can't imagine the messages that you feel. So, yeah. And you know, it's, it's, um, I would feel like it was a disservice if I didn't speak about things like that. It's just really on my heart to, uh, to bring those things to light. And that's just, yeah, the, the calling is bigger than the, uh, the criticism and that's okay. So it's all good. I've had a lot of podcasts on, on, um, this on my show too. So if you if you are interested, yeah. that's a good resource too. Jody Mishek and Devin Verana, staying home. Oh gosh, there's there's many more. If you're like looking to go down rabbit holes, but always know there you always have the option. Unless you're in California, options are very limited. But outside of yeah. that state, you always have options. Yeah. So don't ever think I I my kids have to play sports. I have to do this, or my kids have to go to school, so I have to do this. Yeah not the case. Yeah, you don't. And you you may actually get some conflicting information on that because I even have people that will message me and say, oh, well, you know, I live in the same area as you. And I was told I can't go here. I can't do that. I was like, mm, wrongo. You can actually, they may tell, you may have an administrator tell you that, but legally they are not allowed to tell you like, they, they, like they're, they're telling you what they think their policy is, but sometimes you may need to go around them and actually do some of the work to find out like, is that actually legal? Uh, because there've been multiple instances where I have been told my children can't participate in certain things. And lo and behold, when I did some digging, I was like, actually, you don't get to make that rule. And they, you know, found themselves corrected. Um, again, That's a it's great. That's a great point, Court. Um, <clears throat> I think, our one of our jobs as parents is standing up for our kids. And I think so many people miss that boat in 2020, 2021, 2022, even. I find it my responsibility to give my kid the best possible chance to be healthy, vibrant, and alive, you know, mm-hmm. uh, without impeding him to express that. So I, it's up to us to do the research, to stand in conviction for what we believe instead of saying, yeah. uh, well, I don't really believe this, but they said, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it. You yeah. know, no, if you're listening, stand up for your kids and what you believe is right, because they will thank you later and they'll say, thank you that you stood up for me. 
you know, yeah. and you didn't just succumb and push me into the system and let, you know, whoever forge my future. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't just undo certain things. Like there are things in life that you can, you know, you, you make a wrong decision. It's like, okay, well I can, I can clean up that mess, but it's a lot different when we're talking about health procedures and, you know, other interventions, like you don't just get a do-over on that. Like you, you now have to, I mean, there are things you can do to mitigate maybe some exposures and things like that, but it's, it's just different. So it's worth, it is really worth like spending the time trying, because you, like I said, like you're our kids, like they, they're really at the mercy of our decisions and their future is directly impacted by the decisions that we're making on their behalf. So I think it's, it's just something that you, you can't place enough value and importance on. So I want to mm -hmm. talk about your podcast because there are so many great conversations and experts because you mentioned it before. If somebody's looking to educate themselves, tell us where they can find you on your podcast. Yes, I have a podcast called The Uncensored Truth. And we have lots of different topics like all over the board from, oh my gosh, uh, we just talked about, you know, childhood health. Um, EDTA, we have a great one with EMFs and electroculture, um, the education system, virology, of course, detox. Um, the list goes on and on. The financial system, we have a couple in the financial system. Really, it's it's like my brain is like all these different things. And I wanted to bring forward a lot of the people that are in these spaces to share about them, you know, um, about the corrupt government systems, the corrupt financial system, the corrupt education system, the corrupt conventional medical system. And uh, we expose a lot of the light. We pull the curtain back and then give people um, things that they can do to better their health and their life. Yeah. I, I love your podcast because I feel like you don't know what you don't know, right? Like that's, that's a very obvious thing. But sometimes I feel like I... I don't know certain things, but I don't know what I'm... I'm like looking for something that is unknown. So I try to find the people that are going to highlight the buried truth. And so a lot of the people that you have on are also people that are doing great work and they've got an incredible field of expertise, but their work is buried and hidden intentionally. And they constantly get themselves canceled off of different platforms. And so it's like when you're when you're like that parent or that individual in person that's trying so hard to find the real truth and find answers for things, it's like it could, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. And like a lot of us get some fatigue around that because it's like, I just, I don't have time to keep trying to dig for this stuff. I don't even know where to look for it. So if you're somebody that is really interested in understanding on a deeper level, I love that you, you've like rounded, you're like herded together all of the people that are in those, those spaces that are intentionally hidden and you allow those, you kind of create space for those conversations to be had and really educating people on where they can find the resources so that they can harness and take control back in their life. So check out Uncensored Truth Podcast because I love what you're doing over there. Thank you. That was an amazing plug. I think that's going to be like our next ad for our podcast. So that's right. Appreciate it. You know where to come. I'll I'll hook you up. So I'll be I'll be the hype girl, you know. All right. I'm in. All right. I love that. 
Well, tell us where other people can find you. If I know, obviously Instagram, but give us the rundown. And maybe even if somebody... Are you taking patients right now? I am at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I actually... Okay. That's good to know because I just texted somebody yesterday your your stuff because I was like, you need to see Dr. Seth. Um, and, uh, so let us know like where, if somebody maybe wants to work with you as a patient and you work with people all over, so it doesn't have to just be in St. Louis, right? That's right. All over. Um, we've seen people all over the world. Actually, it's pretty cool. Uh, but drsethgerlock.com, that's our hub for everything that you can find podcasts there. Um, we have like a drainage course, drainage and detox. That's where you can find like our shop and then all everything about our practice and um, how we practice and why. So I always do discovery calls with people too, to make sure, hey, one, I can help you too. We're both comfortable doing this. It's a great fit too. Yeah. Um, and if not, I know uh, amazing docs all over the country. Dr. Chris Motley being one of them. Court, you're amazing too, but you're not seeing people anymore. So <laughs> it is what it is. I'm just, I'm just trying to direct everybody, you know, I'm, That's I'm great, like the though. cruise director. I'm like, you need yeah. to go here and you need to. Yeah. But it's, it's great. And I think that that's, that is the beauty of this space is that there are so many like-minded people that are all, we all have similar core values. And so that brings together some really brilliant minds. And I think if you can just get the right network of people, you'll, you'll find the answers that you're looking for. And you don't have to have every solution, but if you've got the right people, then you're going to be headed in the right direction. And that's what's made the biggest difference in my life personally, like for my health, just everything, like the direction of my... like. I mean, you could take that in so many ways, but we'll do another podcast on that later. It's a whole... It's finding, it's finding heart-centered people around you to build you up. So in your tribe um, or as your health practitioner or um, uh, spiritual mentor or whatever it is, finding people that, like you said, align with your values that are heart-centered, that are out to serve. Yeah. And I think that's, um, it's kind of rare that if you find those people, it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's so cool. I know. Well, I'm glad to have you as a part of the tribe and, uh, and Likewise. Yeah, guys, I hope that you've loved this conversation. Send it to a friend or family member, maybe that's kind of like on the fence, you know, somebody that's maybe starting to ask questions. I feel like these conversations just kind of open the door in a non threatening way to really expose your mind to a different perspective. And I think that's where it all begins. And when you can start to put the pieces, assemble all of these things together for yourself, it makes sense. And you feel confident and you feel good about really the choices you're making for your health. So Dr. Seth, any final thoughts to leave our audience with before we round out today's episode? No, I think uh, keep things simple. Um, like we talked about today, live with intention. So take inventory where you're at yeah. in all these different areas. If you're not where you want to be, what changes can you make? What can you stop, start, and keep in order to get there? Who do you need to bring on your team? Um, and Dr. Motley, if you're listening, love you, brother. Missed you. Hope you're doing awesome. He's out. And He's... thank you for everyone for listening, of course. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is so fun. Yeah, we we miss we miss our little counterpart here, Dr. Motley. He's he's out. He's working on people, but he's in Dubai right now as we speak. So I don't know what time. I think he said it was like one o'clock in the morning. And <laughs> he was he was like, I'm gonna be on this episode. And I told him, you know, you should probably, you should probably just sleep. That's you know, he's like an international of man of mystery. You know, yes. he's like the most interesting man in the world. You never know where he's going to be, who's <laughs> doing, who he's helping. Right. Um, 
talk about heart centered Dr. Motley. Great, great man. So I know. And you are well, too, Courts. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. It's long overdue. We've been meaning to have you on. So it's this has been a great conversation. I knew it would be. You always bring value and love your heart for other people and just how you serve and show up every day. You are through and through who, you know, you, you are, uh, you live out the actions that you preach. And I think that that says a lot about your character and, uh, guys, if you love this episode, love it. If you would share it, like it, hit us up over on Instagram at the health Institute, or you can hit up myself or Dr. Motley, but Dr. Seth, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you on and we will see you on the next episode. Hey, Dr. Axe here. I want to say thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you're in search of more natural health content, you can follow us at Health Institute on Instagram or subscribe to our newsletter using the link in the show notes below. Hey, thanks a lot and have a blessed week.